Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, there's the things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like buck fast And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Yeah Me, 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 mo, 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 me, me, mo, mo Just some vocal exercises there to get the voice warmed up How are you? It is the Keith Walsh Podcast It is... The something of the something. I should have checked this first. Give me a second. The 14th of December. This time, 12 days. It'll be all over, guys. Christmas will be just a memory. Um, but uh, let's let's just let's not let's not get into that. Let's just enjoy it for what it is. Uh, I hope you're all well. Uh, I am doing tremendously well. I'm just in from. I was filming a little intro for a gig that I'm doing on Friday night. So Friday night I'm doing a show which is live from the Riverbank, uh, which is our local arts centre here in Newbridge. And we will be live on the stage in Newbridge and it will be beamed out across the world um, via the wonders of technology. Uh, it'll be me talking to Neve Kavanagh, who uh, represented Ireland twice in the Eurovision, definitely twice, and won once. I don't think she won twice, did she? No, something in the back of my head is saying, no, no, she won twice. I really should find out all of this, um, all of the facts, get my facts straight for the interview on Friday. So uh, what it is, is I did one with um, Irish singer-songwriter Luke Blo- Luca Bloom before, and we just, it's just a very sort of relaxed, easygoing, uh, chilled out chat. And then Luca... Uh, played and sang a few songs and with Neve it'll be herself and her husband and they will be chatting and we'll chat in between the tunes and then she'll play a few tunes and uh, that's kind of it it's very very I'm very much looking forward to it so if you're listening to this before Friday the 18th of December uh, be, f- be sure to tune in it's on the riverbank.ie on their website they'll put up a Facebook page link you don't have to be on facebook to follow the link it's just a, that's what they use uh, it's it's just a normal video link and you can just click on that and watch it and if you are on facebook and you want to send in some questions or comments you can do that as well so there you go that's just a little gig that's coming up that i'm doing and i'd like people to watch it um and eve is good she's good conversationist she's got some great stories um she's been in the biz the business of show for um a good while and uh, she's been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, won the Eurovision. Uh, so, yeah, that's the crack. So I'm just in from standing in our local park, which is kind of decorated with lights. So we were, like, in the park with the lights behind us, 
not doing the intro. So on the night, that'll be our intro. We'll be like, and then it'll be like, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly how I talk in the intro. Um, what else is going on? Not a huge man. I'm just. I'm not going to do a huge intro. It's uh, this is me and my friend Mike. I don't know which number uh, podcast this is. I should have checked all that beforehand. I'll tell you after in the brief outro after my chat with Mike. It's me, and my friend Mike, talking about um, well, we spoke about everything last week on the podcast. I asked Mike to listen to a band called the Stone Roses, uh, their second album called The Second Coming, and review it for me, which he does. Um, not sure he was too <laughs> impressed with it. Um, I wonder, did anybody else listen to it, or have you heard it, or do you care? Anyway, um, that doesn't really matter. He, we also spoke about Phil Collins. I don't know how we got into. Oh yes, he uh, he then asked me to review a Phil Collins album, which I'll have to do for next week. Uh, we spoke about myself, and we we started speaking about politics, and then we talked about me and Mike going back to Trinity, not back to Trinity, going to, back to college to Trinity and to live in Trinity. So I, I don't know how we ended up talking about that and uh, then my friend Mike met my friend John what is that noise um, John Connolly who uh, helped me set up the podcast and gave me the mics I used initially and the little zoom machine I used initially and I haven't given them back to him yet uh, but I will um, and he showed me how to upload it and so whatever software I need whatever and he got me going so he was downstairs doing a little bit of work in the house and uh, they got to chat. And then um, Mike said something terrible that he thought I would head it out, but I haven't. So you get to hear all that, that conversation, um, everything, all of it. I haven't taken anything out. Uh, and that's the crack. So enjoy. If you want to get in touch, as always, if you've got any good stories, if there's any guests you want to suggest that I interview for the podcast, uh, keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com or keithwalshpod at gmail.com either of those will get me I hope hang on a sec <clears throat> I don't know why I've got a frog in my throat um, that's the thing no one I haven't had a sore throat or a cold or a thing I'm very lucky you know I know some people have been very sick this year but seems to be less sort of like of the minor coughs and colds going around probably because we're washing our hands and all that kind of stuff um, so yeah, that's on a side note. Anyway, it's me uh, and my friend Mike chatting. Um, what was it? Where was I? Oh yeah, I've sent something about emailing. Email if you want. Uh, guess, um, suggestions, thoughts, things, whatever. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Or if you're an OG, so if you're listening to this podcast and it isn't yet, it's early 2021 or late 2020. Uh, that means you're an original listener. It's, you know, before this blows up and goes massive. Um, send me an email and just say, hey, Keith, I'm an OG. I've been listening since blah, blah, blah. And I live here and I do this. And uh, I'll just put you on my original listener list, the OGs. Thank you very much. Anyway, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mike, take it away in your own good time. One, two, three, four. And one, two, three, four. That's better. Michael. <laughs> Michael, on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm standing up because you said you were standing up. I've been listening to, uh, I've had the privilege of listening to quite a lot of your podcasts recently. Oh, and, cool. Uh, 
the other day you were uh, you were doing something and uh, yeah i'm testing my no mic setup and it reminded me of all those guys on uh, you know the early days of 2fm the guys would stand up for the energy in the room is there any uh, is there any actual truth to that rumor yeah for um for sit down radio so for kind of long form chat radio you'd sit down and for energy high energy short link music you know what's called I suppose it's called hot radio. Uh, That's a bit embarrassing. You you would uh, stand up. And yeah, I stood up. Like all of the radio stations I worked for would have been uh, like commercial radio stations playing music, uh, short links, lots of songs. And you generally stand up for those. Yeah, that's and it's. You, you don't have to say, yeah, you can still speak in your normal voice, but it just gives you a bit of energy, you know, it just gives you, um, sometimes you can, when you sit down, you can become a little bit too comfortable and uh, the energy can be wrong for the show you're doing, you know, so yeah, it's a little bit of truth to it, uh, you know, there is science, be- like it is an art form, do you know what I mean? Like, don't be like, don't poo-poo <laughs> the art form that no. is radio DJing, you know what I mean? No, but it just reminds me of sort of, you know, Foxy on Capital <laughs> FM, standing up. Who've got the chart hits uh, over here on my left? We've got number one, uh, Bross, this week. Uh, yeah, tipping but, away the charts. But then, like like the great Larry Gogan, God rest his soul, he never stood up and he was like, he was the quintessential disc jockey. He mm. he he rode the discs. That was, you know, I, I presume you know it's where, that's where disc jockey came from. No. It was like a jockey. You would ride, you would jockey the disc. You'd literally like, you know, you'd play a song almost back to back and you'd jump in where there was a gap, where there was an intro, where a song ended and you had a bit of an intro and you'd jump in and you'd basically ride the tunes. It sounds... you saying the piss? No, I'm serious. That's what, that's where... So a, a dodgy, a dodgy break in a song like would be like Beecher's Brook. Yeah, like uh, you would definitely try not to, you'd, you'd be, yeah, you'd be trying to use the, uh, where there was gaps, where there was no singing um, to get your intro and outro in, as it were. So you'd, that's how you'd select your songs and you go, okay, I'll do a link there because there's a bit of an intro into that song. And then your link would last the length of the intro. So as soon as the song finished, uh, as soon as the singing started, you would be finished your and here is, you know. Mm, I hate that when people talk over the beginning of a song. Robbie Williams. And then it would and then it would just start. He'd start singing. Um, yeah, I wasn't great at that and I didn't really follow those rules. So sorry to everybody who ever listened to me on the radio. That's okay. Uh, speaking of you being on the radio, you're, uh, you're we, we discussed it briefly last week and you were late again today. In fact, I was late because you were late. Yeah, but I gave you a little bit more notice this time because I got home, so I'd be in plenty of time. And as soon as I got home, my wife said, oh, you have to go. We live in Newbridge. Kildare is about 10 kilometers away. So you go into a shop in Kildare, get bags. We're doing a market tomorrow, a Christmas market. And uh, I needed to pick up bags for the Christmas market. So I had to go straight back out and try and get back for four o'clock to do the podcast. Hey, but it's done now. Where, Where are you doing the Christmas market? Um, I we're doing it. There's a, a Christmas market in Nace, uh, which will mean nothing to the people listening to this by the time it's out because it's happening tomorrow morning. There's yeah, there's, okay. there's a Christmas market there, and Suzanne will be selling her wares and uh, maybe some candles as well. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, Nearly Sisters will be there. That's uh, and I will be selling some ca- calendars. Oh wow! Okay, you're it's a it's a, fa- it's a family affair. Coming up, family affair with my friend Mike. <laughs> it's a family, family affair. affair. Um, but I uh, a couple of things about my trip to Kildare. Uh, I, I I did a beautiful, beautiful thing. This is a real old man thing, right? But there was no room in the car park. Uh, but I was just kind of running. I needed to get to the car park, park up the car, like run through an alleyway out to the shop, get into the shop, get the box, run back. You know, it was a quick thing, you know? So I kind of pulled up. I pulled up in into a place. Into a disabled spot. No, I did. I, God, no, I wouldn't. No, I'd never do that. Uh, I'd never do that and then tell people about it. Um, I found a kind of a little gap that that wasn't a car park space, but it was like it wasn't on the path, but it was just sort of like tucked in somewhere. And like, you know, if 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 um, if a man had come along, he'd have given me a ticket. But I mm. just uh, pulled in, ran through, like legged it over the shop, got the thing, got the gave the money, got the got back to the car, jumped in. No ticket, drove off. Absolutely delighted myself. It was just a lovely um it was a lovely kind of uh, transition. I don't know. I got, you know, I, I drove to Kildare, parked the car, got into the shop, got back. No hassles. Absolutely zero hassles. Everything was ready. Were you wearing a cape? I felt I felt invincible. I felt like under my shirt was a big skin tight suit with, 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 uh, with a letter S on the chest. Uh, Super S, S for Super Park. Uh, yeah. Space jockey. Parking space jockey. Yeah. Parking uh, illegally jockey. The other thing that happened to me today was I was driving home from Blessington before I got home to the podcast, before I got sent out to go to Claire, and I needed to wee wee. Um, do you do it? Do you ever do pull in, pull in wee wees? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. There's nowhere really between. I pulled off, I got onto the motorway at Nace, and it's a jeweler, really. It's a jewel carriageway. And then I was driving to Kildare, uh, and then I had to do my wee wee so I kind of pulled in at a sort of a bridge you know there's a bit more space to pull in under the bridge and then I walked kind of up the side up the the up the mound up the the hill yeah the embankment yeah to sort of wee against the side of the bridge and then I realized I was nice and far I was on the motorway but I was far enough away from the motorists so they wouldn't see me but I'd kind of just there was people just walk <laughs> I was like, I was just <laughs> Just like, I had I, I had left I had left cars yeah and and the and the motorway but I just walked I just walked up the hill onto like where people go walking and then I realised oh. this is the feckin' bridge beside my house so I was literally down on the motorway pissing against the bridge near my house where my neighbours were out walking towards the car. So um, you're flashing your neighbours' children. Literally, literally. Oh. You know, but you know the way you don't connect. Uh, I never connect motorways with, um, like the real world. You know, when you're on the motorway, that's, on the that, motorway. That's that's because you're very dim. Yeah. Was that part of the real world? I know, but the fucking universe or something. <laughs> it was only when I walked up that embankment and I looked up at the bridge. I was going, "Fuck, this is where I bring Charlie for a walk." This is my oh, there's my oh my god, shit, I'm pissing, and <laughs> these people are just walking as well. Badly. You're not just as not as well. You're not hugely endowed, and they would have actually seen something. So, oh my god, praise so, the Lord for my that is so. So lucky, so yeah. so true. But um, yeah. so those are my two crazy, crazy old man incidents from uh, from today. Um, 
the uh, the thing we should get to before I forget, because I do these things and then uh, I forget about them. But are you ready to do your review? Oh, yes, I am ready to do my review. Um, so, I'm actually ready to rid the piss out of you, though, for being late again, because... Oh, um, go, go do that first, if, sir. If I may, um, I listened to you... Um, I listened to three of your podcasts. I will definitely get to the root. Don't worry about it. Thank you. I listened to Holly Cairns. I listened to Lynn Ruan. And I listened to John Creed. Now, the two ladies allowed you to speak. John Creed. <laughs> uh, did you get a full word out? I, I, I don't know. Uh, it was it, he. He's very good at talking, and I, I kind of felt like, it, it, in fairness to him, uh, not that it was a nervous thing, but he, he, uh, yeah, it was a little. It was a kind of a nervous thing, I, I think. Um, and I was, don't know. I think he was a stream of consciousness. What a joy to listen to, though. I, I, I loved his. He actually thought about his arguments, and you know. And where he is and whatever you threw yeah. the odd bit in and he just went he just he took that you know and just went for it i was so so impressed with him but the the thing that had me laughing lolling actually lolling in my car crying with laughter was you saying you know you know i've given up this concept of time john like you know there's just events in my life and i was thinking that fucker he's never early for anything that's it that's his thing now you know yeah time just means nothing that's why you can be late for everything <laughs> yeah there's oh. no, we, we stop looking at life as time just look at it oh. as events you know what i mean yeah, events that you're late for <laughs> this is still an event i just it just it's, it just started whenever it started you know what I mean? it started late when it started. well it's just, no it's not that i was late it's just that the other event went longer no. <laughs> <laughs> the other no, event I, the other event didn't end at the right time for that event to start mm. when you wanted it to start. But, you know, that's that's literally life. nearly drove off the road. Trying <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> so it's always late for stuff. Yeah, it's just events. You know, it's just it's life. It's, you, you were just you, you were in the moment you were talking about Nietzsche or something. And it was, you know, yeah, time, events. Yeah, beautiful. You know, you're just two middle aged Irish men who are late for everything. Yes, totally. Yeah, we and we and we've justified it eventually. Like you know, it, it, you know, almost into my second fifty years, and I finally justified my lateness. Um, mm. But uh, Lynn was good. Uh, Lynn, I, I thought she was fantastic. Real, you know, normal person in the Shannon. But I, I'm not a great person. I then went, it got me, it piqued my interest in how people get into the Shannon. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever done any research or have a, a little Google or a Poogle on that. I have a vague notion as to how they get into it. Yeah, well, some of them are appointed. Some mm. of them are voted for by various universities. And yeah. Some are voted for by other ways and whatever. And there's a real mix and match of people in there, which is kind of good, but the, the, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how relevant it is that universities, the sort of intellectual elites amongst us, are allowed to sort of, you know, have sway in the upper house, and the and the, and the parliament of the day are allowed to have sway. Surely there should be checks and balances. They should have actually intelligent, knowledgeable people in there. Not saying that Lynn Ruan isn't. She has been there, done it, bought the ticket. She is a real person. But there's a lot of people in there who I would hazard a guess were sort of, you know, 
sort of ex-politicians and sort of they'd done favours for whoever was in power at the time. And, you know, it's just just a bit unfair. Yeah, you'll find very often it'll be someone that loses their seat in the elections and then they'll be yeah. nominated to go into the Shannon. Um Generally, I think it works out that mostly they're uh, good people trying to do good work. But the thing I like about Lynn is that she is she is um, an outsider, I suppose, in that world. Yeah. And she was when she went to Trinity. And like even the fact that she, if you read her book, it's very interesting. Uh, it's called People Like Me, I think. Um, yeah. Even the fact that she got she was voted in as a student union president in Trinity mm. was quite the thing. Cause she was, you know, I, I think it was kind of, down. she got, she was getting involved in politics in the university anyway. Um, she was obviously a, a mature student when she went back to, and then she, um, you know, one of her colleagues sort of said, you should go for student union president. She was like, really? Do you think so? And, you know, she was encouraged by other people, which is great because that's, you know, that's the great thing about universities and fairness to them. Uh, you will get people in there and they will uh, promote, you know, if this, if you will get a certain cohort in there that will see someone like Lynn in there and, you know, help. Like mm. she didn't really know, she didn't really know what she was doing and they were able to sort of show her the ropes and give her, you know, she had a, she had a team around her to help her um, and, and sort of like they wouldn't be, I suppose they would be coming from upper class uh, backgrounds, but they but they they are open enough to see that she would be a valuable, like you know, president and all that kind of stuff. So there's there's good people. The great thing, I, I, the thing I loved about that is because when she is that when she became president of the students' union, she got to live uh, in Trinity, yeah. and uh, I loved it because she had um, I think she had two children at the time, and maybe. Maybe not our man, but anyway. But so, so she was living there with her with her two daughters, and I loved the fact that that they were there and they got to just live in Trinity in the centre of town. Which, if anybody wants to give me a gaff in Trinity, I'd love there. Just I'd love to I'd love to live in Trinity just for a year, not even study there. Maybe we should get a flat together. In yeah, the old, we, do you ever go to the geological bit up in Trinity? Um, I don't know that I have been. Oh, it's fascinating. Um, you go in there and there's a big deer in front of you, sort of the the petrified remains of which on this marble staircase. And you go up into these rooms and we walked in and we were just left alone. And it was just um, rock samples and old geological maps. And you're literally wiping the dust. It's like something from Indiana Jones. You know, when they go into these things and Indy whips out this map and kind of blows dust off it and goes here's where the thing is or whatever the ark of the covenant it was like that it's a dream world up there and you're you're in the loft of trinity college stunning you see if we could just we maybe we should go back to college me and you uh you know and just live in trinity and just tell our families we'll be back in four years just hang out become like partners and everything you know, we could become life partners for a little while. We could, be, we could be very good friends, Mike. Like, you know, yeah, that would be it. Be very good friends, but really good friends. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that's something we can work on for, for, for next year for the podcast, us living in Trinity and doing the podcast every week, just to, reporting on what we've done this week. 
think it'd be good. That, that, that has got legs, yeah. That, as a television program, that has got legs. We could become, oh, if it's a television, I was going to say we could become stoners. Like we could drop out and start listening to Dylan and uh, start, oh, gi- no. start giving out about Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, as long as we don't have to listen to Dylan, I'm all right with that. Okay, fair enough. Um, have you given yeah, out? Have, have you given out to me enough about my lateness? No, uh, no, yeah, we're done on the lateness thing. Um, mm-hmm. We're okay. I, no, I was just listening. I've had um, the privilege of being able to drive around recently. Um, things are opening up, obviously. I'm still driving within the same county, but I've been out in the road a little bit, delivering stuff and getting shopping and doing stuff like that. So I've had time to listen to podcasts on my own, which I like. Um, and the the last one was um, oh my god, what's her name? The other um, uh, politician who you had on last Holly, week. Holly Cairns. Mm. Jesus, she didn't. I tell you what, she put you in your box, boy. <laughs> she did, and it was right off the bat, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. But but I thought uh, I thought fair play to her, and I didn't. I mean, obviously, it's not. I'm not uh, Eamon Dunphy. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not um, Matt Cooper. I'm not looking to get no. the, the dirt or dig dig deep or, or or you know have uncomfortable conversations. So once I brought up the the partner thing, she was just like, she, I think she just said, "Well, it would be rude to ask uh, yeah. a, a TD about their you know personal life." And I was like, "All right, fair enough. That's that's Absolutely. me." I, I thought that was really good. And I thought that that that's good from the podcast point of view as well. Um, that people can feel that they can say that you know if that was on rte and it was somebody you know um sort of delving in and trying to scratch something around or whatever you know she'd have to answer the question you know because that's what they do but it's nice that people come on and they're representatives but they can just come on and talk shit but i i loved i absolutely the one thing i'll take away from that and use it ad nauseum was her talking about the old politics of this country you know, you were Fina Fall, you were Fina Gale, you were one or you were the other. And she came up, she had a phrase that was, um, you're either voting for, if you vote tribally, the the future of your grandparents. Yeah. As opposed, as opposed to the future of your children. I just thought, yes. She you know she said something like voting for dead so dead heroes, dead yeah. war heroes. And it was really striking the way she said that because yeah. you re- that that period in time because it's spoken of so much in in you know in, in school it's drilled mm. into you uh, the Civil War Dev Michael Collins all that kind of stuff it's so far away but it's so close to us as well and when she put it like that I was like oh fuck yeah we're still yeah. we're still talking about Civil War politics like what the yeah. hell and we're, we're we're talking about politics now from the 1920s looking forward as in like looking towards the 1930s because they bring with them these political parties all that baggage whereas we should actually be just like that that is in the fucking past yeah we can do about it it's history it's very interesting it's got us to where we are but we just need to look at other things you know that aren't going back and just picking out old scabs and wounds and you can very very good you can see how Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil are losing a foothold. But yeah, to, to look to the future and stop looking to the past. Um, and uh, I, she, 
she convinced me so much that I joined. I've never been, I've never really been political, really. I mean, everything's political, uh, but, and I've never been a, a member of a party before. And I joined the part, I joined the Sock Dems last week. Did you? Yeah. Wow. So you're I, an activist. Well, I just thought it's about time I did something for someone other than myself. And uh, you don't have to. <laughs> well, I, I, I just, she just, I was just like, I really like what she's saying. I really like the fact that she doesn't, she's not pandering to, mm. you know, the way things were done. She's trying to move on. She's trying to, she, she's looking to the future. If she's a represent, like I could, I was talking to her going, I could see her being, Do I you- could see her being the first yeah. uh, female Taoiseach, like very yeah. quickly. Like if she keeps going the way she's going um, and and yeah, she doesn't take anything off anyone. She's she's very good. I mean, the the, the problem they've got, of course, um, and, and she kind of touched on it a little bit, was that you've you've got party politics, and mm-hmm. wherever you've got party politics, this is a thing of mine now. Everybody who knows me will go, "Oh Jesus, he's on about this again." But wherever you have a whip system in politics, and we have one in the in the parliament here, um, they pull people into line they tow the line i think it was your last sentence actually of that podcast about towing the line yeah. and they they do and you know so say fina gale or fina foil have a point they just they throw out this whip everybody falls into line and votes one way whereas she i would imagine would go no thanks very much um that's not what the people who i talk to on the doorstep think so i'm not going to go with the whip and the, you know, because you, your democracy goes out the window if you if you're being told what to do. Yeah, how is that but democratic? People, yeah, it's not democratic in the slightest. I can't understand it. The can't. yeah, because the idea is you vote these people in, then there's a vote. Everybody, everybody's a, a sitting member. Everyone gets to vote, but no, it, it, it's not the way everyone votes the way the whip decides and the party mm. decides. The I won't get into it now. But if 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 you're listening to this, you should listen back to her explanation of the fishing. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, fishing Brilliant. incident, I'll call it. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I don't Being know if lobbied. Lo- yes, I was talking about <laughs> lobbying. Yeah. Doing um, the right thing by mistake. Brilliant. It was. It perfectly explained how fucked up yeah. uh, lobbying is, and and how. Oh my! It was just a real, a t- real eye opener for me. Like I thought, I the, th- the funny, the great, the thing about it was, like you know the way we have these conspiracy theorists and they're worried about three G and COVID is from, comes from three G and we're you know everybody in charge uh, is a lizard and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. There are shit. There is things we should be worried about, but it, <laughs> of course, yeah. but it's not that. It's fucked up lobbying and how it's actually wrong and how it doesn't work and how it's actually ass faced or arse about yeah, fucking yeah. face about art. I don't know what that phrase is, but uh, yeah. there are definitely things that we should be spending our energy finding out about and 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 lobbying our local politicians about because they really have fucking got it wrong a lot of the time. Yeah, and I, I think, to, we'll stop talking about politics now, but I, I think um, the Healy Rays um, shine a light on that regardless of what you think of them or how you think of them, whatever, when they stand up to vote in the House, they know it's the people of Kerry who they represent and see every day that they have to answer to. 
and that's the way they operate. So that yes. you've got to sort of you've got to you've got to put your hand up to those boys and sort of say, you know, true independence. Yes, they'll, they'll vote with somebody if it gets you know a big new road or a building or something. But doesn't that doesn't that go back to what you were saying about the making the count local councils null and void? That's to fix the roads. That's their job. If you're a TD, you need to be up there thinking about the bigger picture and not the pothole outside Mary's house and whether you're allowed to drink three pints when you when you you know because when you drive your tractor home, you know. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get what anyway, you're saying. Anyway, on to on to music reviews. If we were one of these cool podcasts, we'd have like a signature tune for like Mike's big reviews. Yeah, so I asked you to review an album, maybe two. How'd you get on? I reviewed one. Oh, cool. That's good. That's a result. Yeah, it is a result. I didn't do the other one, the Pixies. Pixies, um, Trompe Le Monde. Trompe, yeah, Trompe Le Monde, haven't done. But the, the other one I did, and you know what? I've never, I, I, everybody in their life should be asked at some point to review an album, I think. Because I have never listened so hard to a piece of music, to 13 <laughs> tracks of music. And, you know, I actually wrote down um, at the time of listening to them what my thoughts were. Wow. Now, I'm probably coming, coming at it from a, the wrong angle. Um, and I should be more like John Creedon, who talked about he listens to music with his solar plexus. If he likes it, he gets a good feeling. And if he doesn't like it, he doesn't get a good feeling. You know, and that's, that's pretty much it. But I listened to that album, The Second Coming by... I forgot the name of the band. The Stone Roses. <laughs> this is a shit review. We, we can edit that bit out. We, we'll edit that bit out. I know we won't. Yeah, yeah. Edit. <laughs> the second coming with the Stone Roses, the apocalyptic rock band who took, took like 10 years to write their second. Five album. years. Five years. Listen, listen, never get let the truth give in the way of the <laughs> story. Um, so. Um, I should say, if anyone hasn't listened to the last episode, I asked you to review this because I actually, because their first album was phenomenally successful and a very good album. And the second album took five years. And I reckon by the time it landed, people had moved on a little bit. It didn't get the recognition it deserved. It should have been, it wasn't critically acclaimed. It might've been critically acclaimed, but anyway, it didn't sell the units. And uh, I, I think it should have been, I think it was overlooked slightly. And I just thought maybe if I got Mike to have a listen to it, he could tell me whether I'm right or talking shit. Yeah, that, that is a really good summation of the whole situation. And now I'm trying to get the running list because, of course, the, the one thing I didn't do is write down the name of every song that I listened to. Oh, that's okay. So I should probably... I'll, I'll just do a number one, number song number one, number two, shall I? Or will we, will we get a bit... Yeah, yeah, you go, you go for song number one and I'll uh, look for the track listing in the meantime and then... Uh, and then there you uh, go. What a man. Um, yeah, so song number one... Um, it was really musical. Um, they must have had a humongous, this is sort of the whole album. They must have had a huge budget because they threw the kitchen sink at it. There was lots of instruments. That was my sort of overarching kind of impression of the whole album. Yeah, I mean, you know, you talked about them taking five years to make this, but I think, you know, somebody, the A&R guy said, right, okay, if you want a trumpet down there, we'll give you a trumpet. You want this, you want that. Um, so we went on to the first song. 
there's Charlie barking in the background. There's Charlie downstairs barking. Yeah. Something. yeah, so Breaking Into Heaven is the one with the massive, long, sort of atmospheric intro. Yeah, you could say that. Um, <laughs> I said it was the, the first song opening very self-indulgent, a bit prog rock. It reminded me of early sort of... Um, you were going to say Genesis or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Genesis, Phil Collins, that sort of, you know, really... Brilliant. Like, no. Pink Floyd. Yeah, really unnecessary. And it has the it kind of floral sort of really intro, kind of like trying to bring you to Asia or something. It was just, yeah, it was a bit shit. And it didn't get any better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, number two. First, first track. Is, you're saying first track number is the number two. No, I'm saying number two track. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So that was break, <laughs> Breaking Into Heaven. Eh, eh. Okay, good. All right, yeah. go on. Uh, number two. Driving um, South. Driving South. I don't know if you've ever listened to the intro, but it's, um, it is so... Mm. It, it is exact. It's Led Zeppelin intro going into Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, it's very, very Hendrixy. yeah. Yeah, and it's there's actually a little bit which is cross town traffic, and there's even a toot at some point at the end of it. Okay, and I wonder. It's really sort of derivative, if that's the word. Um, it it re they really do. They must have been listening to Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix, and somebody got a guitar and tried to play it like the Edge does. It's really early Edge stuff. You think so? Because yeah. John Squire's the guitarist in the Stone Roses, and I would argue one of the finest guitarists ever, better than the Edge. Oh yeah, I'm not saying the Edge is a particularly good fucking guitarist, <laughs> but but obviously uh, he's heavily influenced by other guitarists, and maybe mm. maybe that was derivative. Yeah, I mean, I do like that sound, and I think that sometimes bands go for a sound, and they, he could have been going for a Zeppelin. Maybe they wanted to write a Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Crosstown Traffic, sort of, you know, homage, which sometimes happens, but I, I, I can see it, I can hear it. It really was. I mean, Crosstown Traffic, listen to it, it is in there, definitely. Um, and Jimi Hendrix and Led, the intro is Led Zeppelin, complete Led Zeppelin. Um, so now we're on to the third song, which I, I recognised, actually. It must have been a single, was it? Yeah, this was, this was probably the most recognisable song of the album, Ten Story Love Song. It's the only one I recognised. Yeah. Um, um, it starts off very Beatles, sort of Beatles in India. Mm -hmm. The guitar is like a sitar, really. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? I always thought, um, now I don't know exactly when this came out or when the Stone Roses, were the Stone Roses before... Um, Oasis. Yes, yeah, they would have influenced Oasis in their wow, in their geez. in their music and their sound. So it was the Stone Roses. Liam yeah. Gallagher was unique. He's just ripped off this fella's voice. That's all he's done. Well, Liam has a has a good rock and rolly, snarly uh, voice. That um, and and the thing about Liamy G is he tends to sing in he tends to be <laughs> tends to sing in key like Ian Brown had the swagger and the uh, he's a great he's a great front man uh, and uh, an okay vocalist on recorded stuff he's a good vocalist on recorded stuff live he's he's not a great he hasn't got a great ear and uh, but you, you've never seen them live but uh, 
No. But yeah, Liam would have taken what Ian Brown did and, and brought it up and took it to the next level. And like Oasis took what the Stone Roses did and polished it up a bit and made it more presentable to the wider music uh, audience. Listen, yeah, I think your man Brown Ian made Brown, it acceptable yeah. to, to sing in a Manchester accent. And then Liam Gallagher took it to a completely different level. You know, yeah, totally, uh, yeah. Oh man, but it's just—it is exactly the same. I, I, I've written down actually. Liam Gallagher stole his vocals. I'd love—I would love to hear—and I know Liam Gallagher is a fan of the podcast. I'd love to hear Liam Gallagher doing Ten Story Love Song. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it would really suit him. We, maybe I'll ask him to come on and do it first. He could do record a special first. Um. <laughs> Maybe when we're living in Trinity, I'll get him to come and do it there. Um, so, Ten Story Love Song, did you like the song? Uh, only in that I knew it. Okay. Not, I, w- I wouldn't be their biggest fan now, to be <laughs> Can I ask you now, are we going to go through... <laughs> did you like that? Can you give... Are there highlights? Or you can you give me... ask me to review something. Well, so well I... I, 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 I... I don't know if, my fucking hour and a half. Okay, I don't know so if I want to go. I don't know if I want to go track by track because, it, like, it's this is okay. This is like a, a you know, I'm uh, death by a, a thousand pricks, or or just one prick. <laughs> you know, if you ask me, would I listen to the album again? Probably not. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, what about? Okay, I'm gonna pick a couple of songs. Listen, here. I'm gonna. Well, okay, the go easy on, thing for me to do, right? So I'm, if I run through stuff, right? So, um, number four, Jimi uh, Hendrix, Oasis, Rolling Stones. Okay, Daybreak. Yeah. Okay, go on. Number five. Remember that song? There's a hole in my shoe. That was all that he knew was a hole in my shoe was letting him water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, done in a Spanish guitar, kind of Paul <laughs> Brady going into a sitter. <laughs> that was it. That's your star will shine is the name of the song. Um, yeah, and it, it is holding my shoe. That's, you know. Number six, whatever it was, it was country and western, country and western reggae I've written there. Straight to the man. Yeah. Straight to the man. All right, begging you. What about begging you? Seven. Number seven. Yeah. Speed was taken. That's I'm what I'm begging you. Okay, begging you, uh, speed was taken right. Tight rope. I like tight rope. They they were obviously coming down. It's a bit There was a I'm on a tight rope, baby. Nine miles high. Oh Christ! Okay, yeah, mamas and papas. Is this the shaker? Is this tightrope or, or? Actually, you know what? I've written down. I like this song, Fleet but, Foxes, Harry Krishna. Okay, and that's track number eight, is it? Eight, yeah. Okay, okay. So you like tightrope? Yeah, it's a good song. Yes, I quite, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I yes. like that one. He likes the song. Um, uh, track nine, Gunfight at the OK Corral. Track number ten, uh, Someone Found a Harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you know what? It's actually um, I'm a cowboy. On a steel horse I ride, wanted dead or alive. Well, can I just tell you that Tears was written before that song by Bon Jovi. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Bon Jovi likes them. Maybe. And he Uh, stole their shit. Bon Jovi stole the Stone Roses. Shit. Uh, How do you sleep? 11. Uh, Refreshingly poppy. 
apart oh. from the Angel of Death references? <laughs> Question number 12. Love spreads. Uh, Hendrix Lenny Kravitz. Are you going to go my way? Okay. Yeah. Uh, could yeah. easily understand it. That's a really old person's thing to say. Oh. I can understand the lyrics. It's okay Messiah that you're... is my sister. The Messiah is my sister. You know, Queen Man, she's my king. Something like that. The other way around. Um, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll t- okay. 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 You didn't love us. Okay. All right. Thanks so for the, nothing, Mike. Thanks for the, nothing. Hold on, but there was another. There's another song. Yeah, and I'll tell you a story about this. I uh, do you have to? I stayed in a friend. We, my a friend of mine was in. He was actually president of the students' union in Maynooth, Would you believe? Wow! And I went to stay. Was he a priest? He wasn't. No, there's, there's lay people there. Would you believe? Oh. I went to stay with them for a night out. You know, so a night out at the university. I wasn't. But we went to the students' union bar and hung out and, you know, stayed up late and all that kind of stuff. Uh, all sort of fell asleep in on cushions and sleeping bags in the front room with this album playing. It was kind of probably just out. And this, the album f- eventually finished and everybody nodded off. And <laughs> the thing about this album is there's a silent track, so there's nothing for a while. Mm. And then the last track or whatever it is kicks in and it's a bit mad. And I thought I was, I kind of woke up or I was still, I was, there had been drink taken. I don't know what the hell was going on. I was half asleep, half awake. I thought I was, I thought someone had spiked my drink. I thought I was, yeah. I was having a trip of some sort. It was the weirdest. I didn't know. Cause, cause I didn't, the music had stopped. So I was hearing music. I was like, what the, I, I thought it was in my head. Yeah. And it's quite trippy happen. as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you can see, I wrote down, you see, because I didn't listen to it on an album I listened to it on Spotify. So it just came up as the 13th. Ah, okay. Yeah, kind yeah, of explains yeah. it now. But it, I just said it was a contractual obligation. They just had to put another <laughs> six minutes on, you know. And uh, it sounds like an intro to Steptoe and Son. Remember? Ring, dink, 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 And then I wrote down shite. I stopped three minutes in because uh, it sounded like Bob Dylan. Everybody wants to get stoned. Okay, all right. Yeah, I did. I, to be honest with you, that's a track that I don't really uh, listen to much because, well, I just never. Because when I was when I had it on the album, I didn't get to that point. And uh, now I think on Spotify, I just don't. It, I don't bother with it. It probably freaks me out too much. The experience I had with it. Yeah, it used to be a thing that bands would leave that sort of gap. I remember um, Phil Collins' Face Value, probably my favourite album ever, um, which you should review, actually. Okay, okay, now. Face Value, here we go. So this is Phil Collins' Face Value. Yeah. And if you can get hold of the the bit, there is a gap, if you can imagine, at the end of that album as well. And then he just does this little vocal of somewhere over the river. And it just goes off. Ah, I like those little hidden hidden things. Yeah. Um, um, of which I, did well, didn't they? Of which I can't think of. It. Who did? The police did it. Police, I think so, yeah. I'm probably wrong. The listeners will tell us. Listeners, tell us. Oh, tell us, yes. Uh, I'll have to I'll give you the email at the start and at the finish of the cool. uh, of the podcast. Um so I will I will review Phil Collins' face value for you, which is one of your favorite albums of all time. I think as a complete album, it's probably up there with rumours. 
you know, Fleetwood Mac. Wow, that's high praise indeed. To every tune. The only one I don't like on face value is uh, In the Air Tonight, because it was just overplayed. Okay, so this is a very mainstream chart. How many hits did, do, 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 what other songs were on that album? I'd say there's only two, um, if Leaving Me Is Easy. Um, okay. No, it wasn't really mainstream. He covered a, a Beatles song on it as well. Have a, have, have a listen. Is a listen. In the Air Tonight the, the <clears throat> song that it's rumoured that he wrote because he he was drowning or he saw someone yeah. drowning? and no, it's completely out of bollocks. It's, I know it's a load of bollocks, but that's the song that, that people say yes. it about, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> And the, and the, I, st- the story goes that this he was drowning and he saw somebody on the shore and they didn't they could, didn't help him. And then he wrote this song and he basically wrote, if you were drowning, I wouldn't help you or something weird like that. But anyway, it's all, it's all a lot of bullshit. It's about a relationship. Or... Exactly. The whole thing was about a relationship, the breakup and a new relationship. So it's actually not as sad as you'd think. And... Um, Funnily enough, I watched um, something on Sky Arts about that album. There is a documentary actually written about it and the horn section and all this, and he goes into everything. And um, he hand wrote the sleeve. Remember the old days, you'd have a sleeve and mm. you'd read it. And, uh, but he actually hand wrote the bit about, you know, who the, the, um, the lawyers were and who the stage people were and who did the lighting and blah, 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 and whatever. And it's funny because... He used to stay in a hotel where I worked and he used to bring a lady along who would do his writing for him. So, you know, the album covers like Face Value and But Seriously and whatever, they're all in, it looks like a specific font. Yeah. Well, this woman could do that font. So we would bring up truckloads of CDs as his merch and she would sign them all, Phil Collins, because she had, she could do his writing effectively. So she would tour with him to do the writing on stuff. So he Little just he just had a handwriter on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she was lovely. Did, so you didn't meet him, but you met the handwriter. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, I met him. I well, actually, I met him. That's wrong. I saw him a couple of times. What's he look like? Um, Diminutive. Yes. Relatively uh, small, a lot thinner than I thought. Uh, he kind of looks like he's a not that he's he doesn't look chubby, but he looks roundy. Yeah, he does have that roundy look, but he does, in real life he's not. He's he's you know really thin. What is the secret, um, Mike, to the svelte pop star? What are they doing? Like, what's the what's Mick Jagger's? You know, what are these guys on? What's I know? think it's just some of Rod. them, their metabolism is good, you know? Yeah. I did. I ha- I was listening to a podcast with Paul McCartney. He is, uh, Adam Buxton had him on his podcast, which oh, I was yeah. just listening to today. And he does talk about the exor- his exercise regime. So I think they were all very kind of, the ones that, the ones that, you know, the way, like, sometimes I think like with the Rolling Stones and, okay, here's my take. So the Rolling Stones and some, let me just try and think, Sting, maybe like the police. I know they're not in the same genre, but they're, but I'm just using examples. Rod Stewart, maybe uh, these kind of like rock and roll uh, hellraisers, uh, you know, trash the hotel room, get mad out of mm. it, wreck stuff. That that was the image. 
And what was actually happening is they were going back to drink tea, uh, getting up early in the morning, doing some yoga, uh, maybe some Pilates, uh, a little tour of the museums of whatever town they were touring in uh, that eve- that day. And then and then nice and and then pretend that they're swigging out of a bottle of mm. Jack Daniels on stage. And I think that some of some young people and other rock stars were duped and thought that's the rock star lifestyle. You get really up on whiskey you try and live your life and and most of them just died whereas Mm. (laughs) the likes of rod stewart and mick jagger like yeah man it was fucking crazy but it wasn't really that crazy i think i've heard mick jagger talking about he likes a light pasta dish before he goes on about an hour before nothing too creamy nothing chocolatey to ruin his voice yeah very regimented and sting because Sting's father died when he was young. Interesting you mentioned Sting, because I heard an interview with him again. Um, and he went out of his way to become a complete health freak. Because he was mad into the yoga, uh, mm. uh, meditation, uh, tantric TM, tantric sex, TS, TM, all the T's. Um, yeah. And vegan as well, I think, maybe. Uh, he very fit man and I think that uh, I think fucking poor Jim Morrison was like (laughs) poor Jim Morrison fucking lapped it up yeah man fucking crazy you know and you know Mick should have gone up to him and said man I'm only fucking I'm this is this is I'm just playing I'm playing a character here dude you don't actually drink the whiskey you don't actually take the drugs you certainly, you know, and oh, I just feel bad for him a little bit, you know. But it is show business and it's all a bit of a, you know, it's you're buying into a brand, aren't you? It's the business of show. Oh, beautiful. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something else, actually, to you. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I heard the other day? Um, uh, the first cuckoo. <clears throat> no, don't be silly. That wouldn't be about March. Okay. It's a ridiculous thing to say. How's your bird feeder, by the way? I need to fill it up, so let's not talk. Have about you filled it. it up ever? I bought it full. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. I'm disappointed. I'm I leave say. out crumbs instead because I can't. I haven't got time. Of course, you have time. If you can get time, you 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 were parking guru earlier on, and you can't buy bloody bird seed. I actually was out looking at the bird feeder today, and just to see if I could twist the thing off yeah. and fill and yeah. refill it. So I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. The birds were looking at it as well, thinking, when's that fucking <laughs> drink of piss going to feed us some nuts? Anyway, um, I was here the other day and I listened to The Angelus at uh, six o'clock <laughs> okay. on our T1. Right? Yeah. And uh, have you ever listened to The Angelus? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't. I've heard it. I'm not sure I listened, like sat down and sort of. Yeah paid attention to it here is another challenge for you and our listeners Mm. okay (laughs) listen to the angelus at six o'clock on a pair of headphones okay right there's a car revs about six gongs in and you can hear it driving off and it must have been sort of 1970s because it sounds like an old ford fiesta or or an s honest to god Honestly, somebody, they must have recorded it up some, I don't know, 
some shaft in a church or something, and there must have been some fellow outside doing donuts. But you can hear as clear as day a car revving. It was probably, I'll tell you what happened back in the day in RT, there's still a bit of it there as well. Like you'd have different, everyone would have a different, a very specific job, you know? So you wouldn't have people mm. d- double jobbing. So I'd say there was a lad whose job it was to bring the microphone, right? He brought he brought the microphone. It was someone else's job to set up the microphone. So once the lad had brought the microphone, it wasn't his job to bring it home. It was someone else, someone else had come to bring the microphone home. So he had brought the microphone and then the other guy set it up. And as your man had set it up and start, and then someone else came in to press record. <laughs> Meanwhile, the lad who brought the thing was driving home. Uh, yeah. To get yeah, for first tea. That's interesting though. So six six bongs in. Yeah, about six bongs in. I didn't count the bongs actually. I probably should have done. But it, I've I've said it before to Sally Ann. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? And she's going no no no. And I, I made the listen the other day, and it yeah, and it continues throughout the bongs. But isn't it yeah. funny that they have that and they've never like never thought maybe we should change that one to, to one without ever listen to it. Yeah, probably. No one's ever paid attention to the engines. No. I thought you were going to say something cool, like um, actually, what you said was cool. I don't want to take that away from you, but I thought you were going to say something spiritual, like I I actually listened to the Angelus and it really, it really hit me. It really affected me. Like I w- I was really in the moment and I felt, I felt, the spirit entering my body, and I thought you were going to say something cool like that, but. No, I, 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 I would uh, say and suggest that it should be taken off air. But that's just a personal thing. I don't think it's part of anyone's culture. To be they do discuss it every now and then in RTE. And I think it was discussed recently, maybe a couple, two, three years ago. And the word on the street, I was speaking to one particular guy who was kind of involved in, there was a, consul- a consultation about it. And he kind of said, well, he was a young enough guy. And he said, well, look, it's nice to just have that uh you know little time out for people to just think and reflect and you know maybe it's a maybe if people are going about their day and they're in a bit of a tizzy and they, maybe the angels can be a little reminder of you know the spiritual yeah. side yeah, it's the <laughs> wrong sort of imagery though isn't it if you ask me i think it shouldn't be i think there should be something uh there or there should be a thought for the day or a, you know a moment of reflection but it shouldn't be attached to the catholic church because we now have lots of people living in the country that aren't catholic yeah. and uh, you know we, we should uh, we should be a little bit more inclusive perhaps yeah it should be t- people talking about looking at their bird feeders and the one that's nature <laughs> it should all be the dead birds at the bottom of their feeder because they're not feeding them they don't just come to the bird feeder, realize there's no food there, and drop dead. They go elsewhere. <laughs> they go away to die. Their last <laughs> beating flaps. They die in a different garden. How long do birds live for? Months, years? <clears throat> Depends. Some birds. Um, I think there's some sort of gull. Am I going to say kitty wakes are about forty years old? Um, wow. Some some a lot, yeah. Uh, puffins, quite old, twenties, um, thirties. Um, they look old, puffins. Yeah, they look old. Yeah, there was somewhere was somebody in some bird who I think it might be a puffin or a razorbill in Scotland who has given birth successfully every year since nineteen sixty-seven. Fuck off. Yep. That's Scotland. 
that's Scotland for you. That's Scottish birds for you, though, isn't it? Aye, Scottish birds. They just, they just keep and popping them out. Clothing. Aye. Willie. Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll have another one. Yeah. Okay, so... that's interesting. So they so some birds do, but what about a little? What about a little tit? How long would they? Or a little? Let me just think of a. a, a what do they call? What are those tiny birds? Like little? They're not buster. They're bunties. Buntings. Bunties. Buntings. Buntings. Bunty was a magazine, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a little bird. Yeah, snow bunting. Little buntings. Yeah, little buntings. Yeah. Little coal tits and little. Um, you can get uh, little gold crests and stuff. And they're tiny. Um, weigh about as much as a five cent piece. Yeah, they're t- yeah, they're tiny. They're beautiful. Lots things. of those would only last two or three years. I think. Oh, God love them. God love them and God bless them. But they squeeze so much in. They do. They, well, they would do if they got fed on a regular basis. <laughs> they were dead in my garden. <laughs> Mike, did you have the day to yourself today? Did I, I did. get the sense? Oh, yes. What happened? Oh, I just did got she, up. She hasn't um, left. She's coming back, is she? Yeah, they, they, they've gone off to do a market as well today. So uh, I was left here on my own. And I couldn't sleep in. Oh, got up no. Quarter past eight. Nightmare. You know, they made about as much noise as two fucking elephants could make between half six and half seven. So I think, get up, have a shower and be the toast. How difficult can it be? No, let's just fucking make noise about everything. Slamming doors and, oh, get in, dog. Oh, get out, cat. Yeah, so I was like, oh. So I sat there sort of stressing about not being able to get back to sleep, which is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't. Uh, just got up, walked the dog, did a bit of hoovering. Did you did you get a nap? You know what? Very nearly. Um, something I don't do. But when you texted me and said you were going to be late, mm. I thought, ooh, before I pop in the shower, I'll just have a look at Twitter. And fortunately, my phone is heavy enough so that when I did actually nod off on the bed, mm. uh, I dropped the phone. <laughs> Reading Twitter, <laughs> drop the phone square on my head, so uh, that woke me up. But that's you probably felt refreshed after that. Not particularly. I didn't know what was going on. I then got paranoid that oh shit, I've missed you, and it's going to be really embarrassing because I'm the one that's always saying you're late. The um, and it's going to get into this downward spiral of me being late. Because if you were in, if you were uh, an officer in the army. And you were you had your lovely lunch in the mess and your three course meal in the mess, and then you before you went back to work, you might want a little, literally forty winks. What you do is you'd sit in your chair, find a nice comfortable chair, and the maybe in the smoking. I don't know what officers do after, but anyway, go into the cigar room or something, the drawing room, and you'd find a nice seat, and you would uh, hold a spoon in between your thumb and your first finger. And as soon as you nod off, the spoon would drop, make a clattering noise, and you'd get up, and that would be your little, literally forty winks. So that's how they do it. So you kind of, you kind of did that. Well, only the army could come up with a standard operating procedure for a nap. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it sounds, but it's a good, it's enough, it's enough sleep to make you feel refreshed, but not too much to make you feel groggy. Apparently. Hmm. My problem would be that I would sleep through that claim. 
once I'm off, I'm gone. Okay. Ooh, and here I am. Well, it's lucky that your phone fell in your face then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Lucky-ish. He's a little bit <laughs> sore, actually. Well, well it, I think. But then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have found out about the bird in Scotland who's given birth to an egg every year since 1969. 67. 67. Yeah, I, I was totally listening. It was one of the yeah. 60s. Um... God, yeah. she's had. See, yeah, I was trying. I was trying to make a link between the Beatles and her releasing something every year since they split up, but uh, I can't. So no, there you go. Yeah, that, that, that was a pretty shit link. Yeah. Thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate. You should stand up more. <laughs> I should do. I should do the show standing up. Mike, uh, I know you've. Uh, have you to get the dinner ready then? And. For when, I, for when I the troops get home. I know, I saw it. I was very intrigued. Can you tell me um, what is Old Bay? Oh, so this comes from... Uh, uh, there was a, a very wealthy American man came to stay. And uh, people often say, you know, when you meet them, can I deal with your car? Can I deal with your bags? Put you in your room, make you at ease, make you some, you know, I don't know dinner reservations what can i what can i do to make yeah mike you're great and i'm gonna look after you when i go i'm gonna give you something really special i was thinking fantastic he was in for a week i was all over in like a bad suit like a fucking rash you thought this guy's what's he gonna give me i'm gonna fucking oh i was thinking millions you were like you know i was obsequious yeah you know i was his, his wife i was like you are the most beautiful person you know, I was all over the pair of them. And when he left, he came, Mike, I want to give you something from my hometown. And it's a, a jar, a little metal pot of Old Bay seasoning, which is pretty much salt with kind of herbs and spices in it. Um, and I thought, you tight-fisted, f-, you know, that's well, it. Yeah. A week of hard work, me looking after, being obsequious, bending over backwards, forwards, sideways, everything for you. And you've left me this general role basis thing. Came home, and as luck would have it, Sunny Ann had put some oven chips on. So I said, oh, this fella gave me this today. I've been really nice to him for a week, and that's what he gave you. And she's going, is that it? Was that it? Yeah, we're, listen, you know, and you, you get to the stage where you never expect anything from anyone. Mm. Specifically, those who tell you they're going to look after you. Yeah. Anyway, shook this stuff, put it on my chips, and wow. Wow. If I could have got his address without breaking sort of law and sent him a note, I would have done to say that he has actually changed my life. This stuff is perfect. It's called clams or something. Clams, and it's called Old Bay Spice Mix, is it, or something? Yeah, Old Bay Seasoning. Seasoning. And what's in it, do you know? Uh, I don't know. Just I a bit of... grab the pot if you want. No, it's you cool. know what's happened now? My, my, my postman's just arrived. Do you have to go? Yeah, because okay. I've got a big person. Okay, go, 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 go. We'll talk about the... the we'll, talk about, we'll talk about Old Bay. I'll be finished. Just a sec there. John, come here. Yeah. Come here, say hello to... Uh, I'm going to introduce it to... Jo- Mike, have you to go? Yes. In a minute. I can this come second. Back, okay, oh, hang on a sec. Do you have to go straight away? Can go and get hear? the parcel. Go and get the parcel. Okay, miss you. Bye. Hold on. Are you going to come back? No, I think he's gone. How are you, John? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, anybody listening right now? Uh, this is uh, John Connolly, who uh, who gave me the equipment 
which I still have to give back to you, um, and set me up with, gave me all the, t- the software and told me what to do so I could get this podcast going. So th- that's John. S- say hello to the listeners, John. Hello, everybody. And he's currently in my house. <laughs> Just hanging around. He's just uh, doing, doing, just having drinking my tea. I think it is. Yeah, 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 drinking uh, your tea. Yeah, drinking my uh, tea. Trying your slippers on. I think you just came to get your mics back. Was that it? Eight hours I've been here. Uh, hoping you'd say when can I have the mics back? <laughs> I don't know whether I don't know whether Mike is coming back. Is he? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get. Day. I'll get. Are you, are you legging it? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Do you? Did my. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, sorted, yeah. All right, cool. Do you, do, you want to say, do you want to say a lot? To, we're still recording here, Mike. It looks like Mike. <laughs> no, actually, not like there's a pair of snare drums in front of each of you. We have here. Say hello to John. Here, John. Say hello. Who's John? Mike, how's things? Nice to nice to meet you. Nice to see you. John. John you, is you the. Are... Uh, is, is he talking now? Yeah. Yes, I can't um, hear you. John you, is the person who gave me. He's the... just going to talk across. You. He's going to give me the headphones, and then he's just going to talk across you. That's what he does. He's a rude and ignorant, selfish man. I always said that about him. Yeah. But now he's going to have to listen back to the audio to actually hear what you said about him. <laughs> Brilliant! It's great yeah, how this a, works. Yeah, and he has a really, really poor taste in music. I've just been reviewing an album for him. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll listen to. It. I won't ask you to go back into it again no so i listened to the podcast to find out how how the review went you obviously oh, wow, didn't like it so you know keith how do you know keith then uh he just he's around newbridge an awful lot and right. you know you kind of you kind of end up running into these people yeah is he kind of <laughs> does he, he doesn't touch people up or anything around the uh, the locality not that i've uh, heard but you know <laughs> Plenty standing of time outside, left. Standing outside Duns. I don't know if he's doing what he's doing. He's got his fingers like that. Yeah. He's I, don't doing know, the, I don't know what that's about. He's doing the. Is that yeah, subliminal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't yeah. think it's very subliminal at all. No, no. I've no. actually been doing uh, some work downstairs. Not normally this white. I feel like uh, a bit you of know, plaster. I, I wasn't going to ask. I thought it might be rude. You look deathly it's pale. covered in plaster, yeah. basically. This, look. That's what wow. happens. He kind of takes the life out of you if you hang around here long enough. <laughs> He's a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what are you, what are you doing for him? Uh, lights. Oh. Some electrical work. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I could so, do with a man like you. I can. They tell look you. great. Well, the next time I'm down in in your area, you come down. I'll sort you out. Don't you worry. Okay. Yeah. That sounds kind of threatening. No, 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 no. I'll sort you out in a good <laughs> I'll way. Sort I'll sort you out. Way. Not a not a ground from Enders sort you out. I'll oh sort you right, out. okay. You know no, I mean? that's cool. Don't you worry. Um, cool. I'll, I'll let you get back to it. Nice to meet Thank you. you. Nice to meet you. I've heard all about you. Oh well. Mostly okay. from yourself through the podcast, but you know. Yeah. All right. Mind yourself, Mike. <laughs> Take care. Thank Take you. Care. Nice to meet you. See you, John. See you guys. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. I'll talk to you soon. There's a lot of editing for you. Thanks a million. Uh, this won't be edited out. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> see, you see you, John. Talk to you soon. He thinks it's no, going to be nothing, edited out. Nothing gets edited. <laughs> I don't edit. He's like, John is the guy who showed me everything and I wasn't listening to him at the time, so yeah. I don't edit anything. You, you, you might want to edit some of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just going to put it out now. Uh, yeah, don't even listen. Go yeah, for it. Just don't. Uh, yeah. Watch the lawyers grab you. <laughs>
Okay, okay. I mean, listen back. Did you get your parcel? Yeah, huge parcels. I don't know what the. I, I don't know what's going on. It's Christmas, obviously, but yeah. they're big, 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 big parcels. Are you getting good big Christmas presents? No, I've, I've, you know, I've done the middle-aged man. I don't want anything. Ah, oh, come on, mate. Get something. I know, yeah, but I'm sure I'll get something. I've, I've been buying for other people. Yeah, um, you know, men normally get socks. Mm. Right? Um, my dad and I had a conversation not so long ago, and he said, you know, all my life I've been wearing socks that um, when you pull them up, they got the elastic. And when you take them off, they leave a sort of a ridge on your lower leg, you know? Mm. And he says, I found these socks and they've been woven. They're made out of wool and they're, they're, they've been woven really thinly. And whatever way they do it, they hold on to your skin without giving you that impression or there's no elastic in them or like oh, Yeah, yeah. So I thought, great, fantastic. The only thing he didn't tell me about was because they're so light and they don't feel like they're gripping onto your leg, mm. that you keep bending down to pull them up. There's uh, no need. Uh. And I fucking pulled a muscle in my back the other day. <laughs> where he... <laughs> In socks that are supposed to be good for you good for blood supply but fuck your back so yeah i'm not not wearing them anymore you and fucking jocks and socks man you i know underwear you yeah have big issues with underwear god look i, I worry for you i need, um, to, need to trim my undercarriage wait wise we might leave that bit in see you mike Enjoy your pasta. We'll talk about your pasta. We'll talk about your pasta. We'll do, yeah. We'll you can put the video up if you want somewhere. Oh, Miss yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> I miss you too, Mike. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, we talk to each other every week, so... And we've just... You don't say miss you when you've just spoken to somebody. Yeah, but in, in anticipation of missing you. Oh. Yeah. Miss you, need you, want you. Good luck. Bye. Oh, I've to, I listened to Phil Collins. Right, good luck. Bye, 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 bye. There you go. That's Mike and a sock story. And, uh, well, actually, it was his, his father's sock story. And you got to hear from John Connolly, without whom none of this would be happening. So thank you very much, John. And he was very dusty. He was doing a bit of work and knocking plaster out of ceilings and stuff like that. So he did look white. He's probably not expecting that I would leave that in, but I did because you see some of the podcasts, like the interviews I edit, and then this one is just whatever happens, happens, just throw it all up. Um, Not here to decide whether it should go in or should not go in. It's all going in. That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way the Mercedes bends. Um, Anyway, that's, that's the end of the podcast. One of the podcasts for tonight, uh, me chat to my friend Mike, as I do every Monday night. I hope you enjoyed it. Do get in touch if you feel like it. The email address is keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com or keithwalshpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. And do tell your friends about the podcast, lots of them, and share the podcast on your social media if you wouldn't mind. Uh, that'd be great because that's what gets the podcast up and noticed and uh brings in the ratings and then we can do live podcasts and stuff like that you know um and there is a 
contributors. I don't know what it's called. No, it's not a contributor. You can basically throw us a few quid. So it's it's not much. It's like the price of like a, a World War Two tank or maybe like a small house in Kinnegad. You know, two hundred and sixty grand, or the price of a cup of coffee. It's it's totally up to you. Uh, but there's a link in the description of the podcast where you can click on that and give us an hour one-off payment of a fiver or 250 grand one-off payment or 250 grand a month, whichever. Like if you really, really, really love the podcast and you don't want it ever to end and you're loaded, you could just go, okay, we're going to give, donate like 50 grand a month and then this podcast would never end. Um, just if you're loaded, that would be great. Thank you very much. Anyway, I've got to go. Be good. Mind yourselves. And I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you on the next podcast that I'm just about to upload after this. Okay. Good luck. Bye. See you. Talk to you. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. Bye. But I, I love you in but a podcasty sort of podcasty way. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 